welcome to our podcast today on A Course in Miracles. Today is Lesson 72. Holding grievances is an attack on God's plan for salvation. While we have recognized that the ego's plan for salvation is the opposite of God's, we have not yet emphasized that it is an active attack on his plan and a deliberate attempt to destroy it. That's pretty strong. Yeah. In the attack, God is assigned the attributes which are actually associated with the ego, while the ego appears to take on the attributes of God. Hmm. The ego's fundamental wish is to replace God. In fact, the ego is the physical embodiment of that wish. For it is that wish that seems to surround the mind with a body, keeping it separate and alone, unable to reach other minds except through the body that was made to imprison it. The limit on communication cannot be the best means to expand communication, yet the ego would have you believe that it is. Although although the attempt to keep the limitation that a body would impose is obvious here, It is perhaps not so apparent why holding grievances is an attack on God's plan for salvation. But let us consider the kinds of things you are apt to hold grievances for. Are they not always associated with something a body does? A person says something you do not like. He does something that displeases you. He, quote, betrays his hostile thoughts in his behavior. You are not dealing here with what the person is. On the contrary, you are exclusively concerned with what he does in a body. You are doing more than failing to help in freeing him from the body's limitations. You are actively trying to hold him to it by confusing it with him and judging them as one. Herein is God attacked, for if his son is only a body, he must be as well. A creator wholly unlike his creation is inconceivable. If God is a body, what must his plan for salvation be? What could it be but death? Wow. If you're a body, your plan for salvation is death? That's what it's saying, right? Yes. In trying to present himself as the author of life and not of death, he is a liar and a deceiver full of false promises and offering illusions in place of truth. The body's apparent reality makes this view of God quite convincing. In fact, if the body were real, it would be difficult indeed to escape this conclusion. And every grievance that you hold insists that the body is real It overlooks entirely what your brother is. It reinforces your belief that he is a body and condemns him for it. And it asserts that his salvation must be death, protecting this attack onto God and holding him responsible for it. Uh, That's pretty heavy. So if we're seeing our brother as a body... We think the plan for their salvation is death... And for ourselves, if we see ourselves as a body. Right? Yeah, because let's just say uh, you're in a body and you have all kinds of 
pains and ailments and problems, well, the total release from that would be death of the body, right? Yeah. You wouldn't have any problems if you weren't in a body. Or the ego sees it that mm -hmm. way. The end, the end of the body would be the end of your problems. So that would be your salvation. Including sickness. Yeah. So I'll be saved from all this by getting rid of my body. Yeah, by dying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To this carefully prepared arena where angry animals seek for prey and merely cannot enter, the ego comes to save you. God made you a body very well. Let us accept this and be glad. As a body, do not let yourself be deprived of what the body offers. Take the little you can get. God gave you nothing. The body is your only savior. It is the death of God and your salvation. Uh, so, in other words, to the ego, the death of God is salvation. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and identification with the body. How do you help people not to identify with the body? Well, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Read on. Mm -hmm. This is the universal belief of the world you see. Some hate the body and try to hurt and humiliate it. Others love the body and try to glorify and exalt it. But while the body stands at the center of your concept of yourself, you are attacking God's plan for salvation and holding your grievances against him and his creation and you may not hear the voice of truth and welcome it as your friend. Your chosen savior takes his place instead. It is your friend. He is your enemy. So are they, is he saying that if you make the body a friend, you are making God your enemy? Well, yeah, I mean in the sense that if you identify yourself as a body... I mean, it's almost impossible not to in this world. Well, then it's hopeless if it's, if it's not to, if you can't. Well, the beginning of us correcting that misperception is in this lesson, you know. So we first have to see that we've identified with our body and our personality and equated that with ourself and then begin to question it, which this lesson is doing. And then seeing what that involves, you know, holding grievances is very much part of our personality and our, our body, identifying with our body. And this is saying and that's an attack on God. That mm. there's, there's a, another way of seeing things where we're not identified as the body. We're identified as love. Love created me like itself. Well, love is not contained uh, by a body. Mm. So this is just showing us um, how off it is when we do only identify with our body. Go on. I, mean, I don't know why this is kind of upsetting. Mm -hmm. We will try today to stop these senseless attacks on salvation. We will try to welcome it instead. 
Your upside down perception has been ruinous to your peace of mind. You have seen yourself in a body and the truth outside you, locked away from your awareness by the body's limitations. Now we're going to try to see this differently. The light of truth in us, where it was placed by God. The light of truth is in us, where it was placed by God. It is the body that is outside us and is not our concern. To be without a body is to be in your natural state. To recognize the light of truth in us is to recognize ourselves as we are. To see ourself, capital S, as separate from the body is to end the attack on God's plan for salvation and to accept it instead. And wherever his plan is accepted, it is accomplished already. See, I don't understand. To recognize the light of truth is to recognize ourselves as we are. To see ourself as separate from the body is to attend the attack. I'm supposed to see myself separate from my body? To see ourself as separate from the body is to end the attack on God's plan for salvation. That line, I can't get it. Well, later on it How says... How are you supposed to see yourself separate from your body? Um, later on it says, I am spirit, right? Lesson 97, mm -hmm. I am spirit. Yeah, but if I haven't ever read that, and I'm only on Lesson 72... Well, it says before that, love created me like itself. So, would you say love is confined to a body or is love and energy well not confined but it bothers me to put the body down somehow yeah well it's not putting it down later it says the body's a wholly neutral thing so if an if there's a neutral thing you're not not judging it good or bad it's neutral yeah but those are all later lessons and I'm just pretending that I'm only reading this lesson and I don't know those later lessons. Okay. So our goal in the longer practice period today is to become aware that God's plan for salvation has already been accomplished in us. To achieve this goal we must replace attack with acceptance. As long as we attack it we cannot understand what God's plan for us is. We are therefore attacking what we do not recognize. Now we are going to try to lay judgment aside and ask what God's plan for us is. What is salvation, Father? I do not know. Tell me that I may understand. Then we will wait in quiet for his answer. We have attacked God's plan for salvation without waiting to hear what it is. We have shouted our grievances so loudly that we have not listened to his voice. We have used our grievances to close our eyes and stop our ears. Now we would see and hear and learn, What is salvation, Father? Ask and you will be answered. Seek and you will find. We are no longer asking the ego what salvation is and where to find it. We are asking it of truth. Be certain then the answer will be given because of whom you ask. Whenever you feel your confidence wane and your hope of success flicker and go out, repeat the question and your request, remembering that you are asking of the infinite creator of infinity who created you like himself. What is salvation, Father? I do not know. Tell me that I may understand.
He will answer, be determined to hear. One or perhaps two shorter practice periods an hour will be enough for today since they will be somewhat longer than usual. Holding grievances is an attack on God's plan for salvation. Let me accept it instead. What is salvation, Father? Then wait a minute, probably with your eyes closed, and listen for his answer. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's let's do this right now. What is salvation, Father? Tell me, I do not know. Tell me that I may understand. So we're admitting we don't know what salvation is. And we're asking our Creator to tell us what it is. And you have this question about not being able to see the body as separate from who we are. Right? You were saying you had a hard time with that line where it said, see, this, see the body as something outside of yourself. Yeah, I don't understand that. Okay. Well, let's, let's ask and see what we get. What came up for you? Well, I first I got defensive. This makes me defensive. I felt like I, what came up is I have a right to be here in my body. Came up. And that one line really bothers me still, to see ourself as separate from the body is to end the attack. So I'm supposed to see myself separate from my body and I don't like I don't like that statement. And then I guess I asked, well what is salvation? And salvation is being in my real self, I guess. That's what came up for me. That would be if I'm if I'm my real self, I wouldn't be Save from my false self. Okay. Well, let's just say you have you have a ship, right? And then you have a captain of the ship. I mean, if you didn't have a captain of the ship, the ship wouldn't go anywhere, right? Yeah. It would just be sitting there. So that the ship doesn't have an action of its own accord um, you need a captain to make it move this way or that way so you're saying my body is like a ship yeah and the captain of your ship is your true self and or your ego and uh, in that way you're separate from the ship. You are the captain of the ship, not the ship. Oh. Oh, okay. That's a little help. That helps a little bit. All right. So what I what I got too was that you know, when we think we're bodies, there's all kinds of uh, effort uh, things to do things to improve upon 
our status, our knowledge, our, you know, it, endless, endless work, endless things. So the, the Course in Miracles is saying, well, you have a being, you have a being which is not confined to the body. And let's just say the essence of that being is love. It says, love created me like itself. So there's nothing you have to do to be. Like you already are love. There's nothing you have to accomplish to be who you are. Whereas with the body, there's just an endless you know, list of things to do to improve it, help it survive, dress it up. Um, do you see what I mean? There's, and then, and then we have all these grievances about, well, are we doing it this way or that way? Um, are we improving it this way, that way? And if it's not going the way we want, we have a grievance. But with being, there's nothing to do. You, you already are there. You've been absolved of self-improvement. You know, you cannot improve upon something that is already perfect. So then what was your definition of salvation you got for an answer? Giving up the identification with this thing that we think we are, that we have to improve, we have to fix, we have to um, make it do things. Uh, if we're not that, and we are as God created us, we are the light of the world, let's say. It says we are the light of the world and we have a function. God would have me fill being the light of the world. And that's effortless. And that's like being. That's not becoming something. That already is. We, we are who we are as God created us. And it says we are the light of the world. And we are love which created us like itself. So we already are that. And it has nothing to do with what we do in a body. I mean, there may be actions that we take as a result of realizing we are love, but it's not the source of that is already there. It's like the captain already knows where to go to, to direct the ship, right? The captain is not the ship. The ship is just a vehicle that the captain directs to, I don't know, deliver some cargo or take people on a cruise or whatever that is. The captain is not the ship. Just like we are not the body, but we do use the body to communicate something. It says in the text, it's a communication device. So we use the body as a tool, but we don't identify. The captain would never say, I am the ship. 
Yeah, that's helpful. I don't know why this lesson got me irritated. So <laughs> salvation is using the ship in a way that produces joy, that produces uh, expressions of love. Um, does that help? Yeah, it does help. I just said I don't know why I got irritated by this lesson. <laughs> well, because I don't. It's not asking us to attack the body. In fact, it's asking us to not attack anything, or hold a grievance towards anything, including the body. But it's also asking us to be questioning our identification of ourself with our body. Yeah, okay. That's just like it's saying, well, the captain of the ship is not the ship. Right, so what is the definition you got for salvation, though? It's peace, it's joy, it's a state of being in which you already are that which you were created to be. There's nothing to do, there's no uh, effort, there's no um, improvements that you have to make. And also, it's, it's an identification in the present time. You know, if we, if we identify with the body and the personality, we're always saying, well, in order to improve that and be closer to heaven, there are things I have to do. There are actions I have to take. Well, that very well may be. You may have some actions to take, but those actions are not dependent on... Your being is not dependent on those actions. You already are as God created you. You already are love. You already are perfect. You already are the opposite of your personal lie. If your personal lie is I'm not good enough, well, that's preposterous. You, you were created good enough. You already are good enough. You don't have to do anything to be good enough. So just like you don't have to... Uh, you don't have to do anything to be who you are as God created you. You already are that. And that's salvation. Yeah, that's what I said. It's, it is your real self is salvation. Right? It is your real self. Being your real self. And I identifying know. with your real self. And when you identify with the body, I mean, the body's going to give you all kinds of problems to solve and all kinds of things to do. And it's going to put your salvation in the future. You can't have it now until you do X, Y, and Z. Well, this is saying, no, you don't have to do anything. You are as God created you now. Love created you like itself, and love already is love. And love holds no grievances. And usually grievances, it says are related to the body. 
I mean, even even our next door neighbor who's noisy, it's like our body doesn't like the noise. And then it says, well, that body next door is making noise and we get upset. So even at that level, it's still uh, a grievance at the body level. My body can't sleep when there's noise in the bedroom. So, you know, it's, it's a deep lesson. It's probably deeper than we've gone so far with self-identity. And this is saying, well, grievances are an attack on God's plan for salvation. God's plan for salvation is seeing that I'm not a body and that I am the perfect love of God. And that already is so. That's, that's not, that doesn't require work on your part. But it does require a change of mind. And if, you know, you think that's work because you're so resistant, then so be it, you know. But it's not work because it's really work. It's work because you're resisting it and not wanting it to be so. But if you love your body, are you attacking God's plan for salvation? Then? Well, you take care of your body. You don't uh, abuse it. You don't put it in situations that are dangerous. You don't, um, you know, uh, you don't treat it poorly. You treat it well. You take care of it. Like if you had a ship, you would take care of the ship. You'd keep it in good order. You'd keep it well, you know, maintained. And it's the same with the body. It's like you maintain it. You take good care of it. Mm. Okay. It's a communication device, and you want it to work uh, the best it can work. So... What's the problem with that? Hmm. The problem gets in when we think that all we are is a body. Okay. All we are, yeah. And then we are not giving enough attention to who's the captain of this ship. What is, where's the ship going to go? What's the ship going to do? That's what the lesson was yesterday. Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom? Well, that's, that's the captain asking upstairs where you're supposed to take the ship and what you're supposed to do with it. And that's got nothing to do with the ship. That's with the directions of what you're going to use it for. So the body is just a communication device. What we're going to say with it or do with it or take it wherever, that's, that's the higher self that has to be in charge of, of that. And when you take charge of that and you're not identifying with, with the ship, you are the captain of the ship, then you've made some progress and you're not... You're not uh, holding grievances. If there's 
a new direction you need to take, you'll be told where to go, what to do, what to say. That's about as far as we can go today. I guess. Thank you. That helped. That helped me a little. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>